Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Now, you probably don't think that much about your nails. You might notice if they could do with a bit of a cut or the shellac is a bit chipped. What I mean now is the health of your nails. Think about it. The area underneath your nails, both in your hands and your feet, is a potential sewer of fungus. Losing a nail can not only be painful, a nail can be something that won't grow back. Celine Daly is an advanced nurse practitioner in dermatology. Afternoon, Celine. Hi, good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Now, can you have something wrong with your nails and perhaps not even realise it? You can, because the curious thing about nails is that they don't have a nerve system and they don't have a blood supply. So effectively, the nail that you're looking at on your hand is dead. It doesn't have a blood supply. That's why you can clip your nails. It doesn't hurt you. So effectively, sometimes you may have a bacteria or a fungal infection, for example, and not even realise it. And is it more likely to get one on your hands or your feet or both? Um, both. Now, um, they differ slightly. So the nails on your toenails grow slightly at a slower pace than nails on your hands on average. So your nails on your hands grow about three millimetres per month, which is practically nothing. It's the half of a rubber on top of a pencil, if you can imagine that. And the nails on your feet grow a little bit more slowly. However, when we think about our day-to-day activities, our nails are tools, effectively, that the good Lord has given us to do our jobs during the day. So we do tend to abuse them and use them. But if you think about your hands, like I'm a nurse, so I'm, you know, delivering patient care or I'm working really hard on my hands, hairdressers, people who use their hands like carpenters and they can damage their nails really easily. When we get older as well, we tend to damage our nails, particularly on our feet, because if you can imagine, we've all been in a pub or nightclub, someone stands on our toes and you could lose your nail or damage your nail or you're wearing poor fishing shoes or if your feet... Um, change shape when you become older, then your nails become become permanently damaged as well. So it differs. Yeah. Now, it, it, in terms of getting infections uh, in your nails, is it mm-hmm. like your feet are covered? So does that make them more protected from that or it doesn't matter? Sometimes not, because if you think about if you're sharing shoes or if you're in a swimming pool, for example, and the famous is on your feet, or if there is like fungi on the floor, it can be transmitted to your nails as well. Um, so it's kind of 50-50 between both, to be honest. Um, so it's really important that we protect our feet and our nails because, again, we don't have that blood supply to the nail. Therefore, we can't take a tablet or medication to make that infection go away. Yeah. And, and so if you get an infection, what can happen to the nails? So because there's no blood supply, no nerve supply there, the nail becomes infected and effectively what happens is it grows out. So in young, healthy people that are out and about, if they get, for example, a fungal nail, the best way to treat it is to let it grow out and just to clip it regularly to let it grow out. Sometimes people take oral antifungals for it, which don't work and can affect your liver function. So it's really important actually not to take those medications unless you're under the care of your GP. So typically the best way to treat nails is to keep them clean, keep them short and clip them. If your nail becomes thickened from infection or um, if your nail actually lifts from the nail bed. So remember, your nail grows out from the matrix of your nails. Your nail grows. If you look at your fingernail, this little half moon between the skin of your finger and the bottom of your nail, and that's called your matrix. Mm. The nail grows from that with no blood supply. So if you damage that matrix part, your nail may never grow back normally. But if there's bacteria or fungal infection there, the nail may just lift from the nail bed and fall away. And again, it's important to go to professional to have your nails 
cut professionally if you find you can't cut them at home safely yourself, particularly if you're diabetic. Okay. So if you're diabetic, you can you can really damage your feet permanently, especially if you're diabetic who is on, for example, insulin. And, you know, it can be it lead to something called a pressure ulcer. And then that can lead to huge problems. You have to be very careful with nail clipping, particularly if you've got diabetes. And so, like, can the whole nail come away? Yes, and it can happen through an accident, it can happen through infection, and the nail, the whole nail can come away. And again, you're just hoping that it grows back normally. Sometimes it doesn't, again, if that little half moon, that little matrix area of your nail is, is damaged, then the nail may never grow back normally again. And that can cause a lot of distress among people. So the advice I always give to people, particularly women who are doing nail art, so you've seen these nail salons hopping up all over the countryside now, very popular among women to get shellac or to get acrylic nails done but the actual procedure with doing some of these these nails and um, means that you can damage the nail permanently so I'm sure Sean you've never been in a nail parlor never got your nails done but women listening will know what I'm talking about they use things like drills to drill down the nail bed they push back your cuticle they could damage the matrix you have to be very careful where you go to get your nails done and if they if the nails are extremely like extremely long you can actually pull your nail from the nail bed and that could be permanent damage why, why do they drill into the nail? It's to open up the nail so that the acrylic will stick to the nail effectively. So acrylic is almost kind of like a gluey, plasticky substance that creates this false nail. And it's around since the 50s, actually, used a lot in dentistry to make dentures. And now they can make nails from it. Um, and what happens is they have to prepare the base. So they use a little, it almost looks like um, a pencil with a little drill on the top of it. And they drill the nail bed down so that, it, that the acrylic will stick on top. But by doing that, if it's done aggressively, particularly, you can destroy that matrix where your nail is growing and you can induce infection too. So vote with your feet. If you go to a salon and you're kind of worried about the hygiene in the salon, if things, one thing in particular, I always say to people, when you see a nail file being produced, if it's scratched or scraped already, it's been used on somebody else. So bring your own nail file with you. I do Ooh. that all the time. There's no problem Ooh. doing that. Yes. And fungi can live quite happily on emery boards for many, many, many hours. So the decontamination process in nail parlors should be um, at a peak. So vote with your feet. If you go somewhere and you think it's not clean, don't have a procedure done because you could regret it. The, the, the substances that people can put on their nails, can they in and of themselves damage the nails? Well, they can. They can actually trigger off what's called allergic contact dermatitis. So um, acrylics or acrylic allergy has become something that's really spiked over the last five to six years because so many more women are getting acrylics done. It's becoming the norm now. And when you are exposed, your system is exposed to this kind of foreign object like acrylics, um, your body's immune system can actually trigger off a sensitivity and you can become allergic to acrylics. So across uh, centres across the UK and Ireland, there has been a spike in this where patients come in, they get something called patch allergy testing done and they find that they're allergic to this substance called acrylics. The problem with this is, and it shouldn't be such a problem nowadays, because but the problem, if you become allergic to acrylic, then you could be allergic to dentures, for example. So if you need dentures later on in life, that could be an issue for you. So again, it's the aggressive drilling of the nails where you may open. So if you've gone to somebody and your nail is bleeding, for example, that's not a good thing. If an acrylic is painted on top of that and you, you have the acrylic within the bloodstream, let's say, you're more likely to possibly develop a sensitivity. If you have eczema or any kind of sensitive skin issue as well, I would steer clear away because you may be more prone to develop an allergy, either an allergic contact dermatitis or just an irritant contact dermatitis as well. So just be very careful. Yeah, and would the same apply for, for stick-on nails? 
Yes, because again, it's using glue. So what we are seeing across the population, and um, particularly UK, Ireland, Northern America, is more females developing allergy to glue because, Sean, as females, we use glue to stick on our eyelashes. We use glue to stick on temporary nails. Um, we use glue as well, would you believe it, to kind of perm our eyelashes as well. So <laughs> women do all this kind of stuff. And so we're using a lot more glue than we're used to. And again, glue is fine for paper and for doing your stationery or for making art. But when you're putting on your body, it's a different kettle of fish. And again, our human bodies are made in such a way to protect us from foreign objects. And glue is a foreign object. So when we are painting it on ourselves, our body just says, oh, no, this is not supposed to be here. And you will develop a sensitivity to it. So just to be very careful with the amount of product that we're using on our skin and our bodies as well. Yeah. Now, you mentioned about verrucas and swimming pools. I, I mm. assume if you go for a kind of a beauty treatment and the, uh, and you're using a foot spa, that the same dangers apply there. But how can you know that the foot spa, you know, has been properly cleaned? You can't be guaranteed, but I think, and again, the women listening will know what I'm talking about. If you go into a salon and it appears clean and it looks clean, then you can be reassured that it probably is. But there is no guarantee, particularly when you see somebody, say, in an open room that has been using that spa and they hop off and then you're introduced into it. Just to be very careful and don't be afraid to ask the question, has it been cleaned or decontaminated? One really interesting study that looked at um, referrals to a dermatology clinic um, two years ago, and they took the scrapings from 68 patients who were referred from a, from nail salons who had nail changes. And 99.8% of those people tested positive for fungal infection. So it is very common and really fungal infections or fungi thrive in that kind of warm environment where there's lots of skin cells around. So again, if you walk into a nail parlor and there's carpet on the floor and you know that's not a really good look it's certainly um, a place that needs to be decontaminated very very regularly because you've got lots of skin cells shedding off you've got nail matter you know you've got all kinds of opportunities for bacterial and viral infection so you really have to be very careful and vote with your feet where you go yeah (laughs) no pun intended there Uh, if you if you lose a nail and it doesn't grow back What have you got there then? Is it just like a piece of hard skin or or what is it? It really is a nail bed. So again, it kind of toughens off. If you've ever seen somebody who's lost a nail, it's just almost toughened skin. So again, the nail is dead dead matter that grows in the matrix and is pushed upwards and outwards about that three millimetres every month. Um, So if you do lose a nail, it's just the nail bed that's hard and sticking there really. And again, that's where you get the sensitivity. So you can clip your nails, no pain, but there are capillaries underneath your nails and there's nerve endings there too. So anyone that's ever had their foot stood on or has lost a nail will know it's very, very, very painful. The interesting thing is that people think, and there's always this this, um, myth that your nails keep growing after you die, but they actually don't. (laughs) Because um, the theory is that, again, it's your heart stops beating, the circuit system has stopped. And what happens is your skin becomes dehydrated and retracts back. So it appears that the nail is longer, but Ah. actually it's not. And the other thing is that people think that your nails grow faster in summer. And yes, there is one study that looked at rats, for example, and found their nails go longer, whatever kind of nail they have, goes longer in summer months or hot climates. That's been kind of dismissed now because, again, there's lots of um, other things that can be going on. For example, if I'm a person who's working really hard, I'm on holidays in Spain, my nails are going to grow lovely because I'm not washing my dishes or do my normal things 
things I do. So really, that kind of theory has gone out. Really interesting man did a 35-year study on his own nails, a surgeon in the United States, at the length and the time of year and all the rest of it. And he concluded after 35 years, there was no difference. And again, it's that thing of if I'm a manual worker, my nails are going to suffer from that. If I'm washing my hands constantly, like nursing, my nails and my skin and my hands are going to suffer from that too. So it just depends on your lifestyle as well. Yeah, but I, I imagine from all this, a, a, a key message would be to make sure your nails or your toenails and your hand nails are clean, as in, you know, scrape out a bit of dirt if you see it in there. Uh, yes, but be very gentle with your nail as well. Remember, it's not got that blood supply. If you damage it, you could damage it permanently. But try not to file the top of your nails. Don't use drills if you can avoid them in nail parlours. And just make sure that your salons are sanitised. Just be careful when you where you go for it. Don't do acrylics if you've got eczema or any kind of sensitive skin condition either. And if you are diabetic, get a professional to cut those nails. Again, wear proper shoes as well. That's where people suffer with their toenails. Their shoes are too tight, they're not suitable, or they're, they're dreaded high heels. And that can affect your nails too. But again, just to be careful, and I can't overemphasize enough where you go to get your nails done. Just ask those questions. Yeah. And you know, sometimes on you see it on people's feet, they have nails that kind of curl round. <laughs> what is that? It looks like talons they I, have. If my husband is listening, he's going to absolutely kill me. But yes, it's just, do you know what happens? Your nails are growing too long. Your your shoes are doing the job for you. And they're literally curving that nail around your toe and oh. doing that job for you. So that's what's happening there. And again, if your nails grow too long, and I'm talking about extensions like acrylics as well, there is that danger that you could actually lift your nail from the bed because it's so long. It could catch on something effectively. So it's really important to keep those nails short but that you, uh, whatever you're using at home like your clippers that you're sanitizing them as well don't share clippers for example too and um, but that's all that's happening there the, the keratin literally just bends over the toe and it's your shoe that's doing the work <laughs> <laughs> right now Celine if people can they're taking their shoes and socks off and having a look at them having a look <laughs> Celine Daly is a registered advanced nurse practitioner in dermatology Celine thanks a million thank you and uh, a lot of uh, questions and commentary coming in while uh, we were chatting there. Uh, someone says, I had fungal nails that didn't go away for years. Oral antifungal sorted it, as Celine just uh, referred to there. Uh, what does ridges on your toenails mean? I don't know. Uh, I Sorry, I didn't see that one, so I didn't have a chance to, uh, uh, to ask Celine. Maybe it means you're kind of a part caveman, something like that. Maybe it's some sort of, you know, a, a throwback. Uh, I had a toenail fungus. The only thing that worked was putting Vicks vapor rub on it at night, wearing a sock, and it grew out. What even possessed you to put Vips uh, or Vicks on it anyway? Uh, you had to, you had to, uh, were you trying different things like mm, uh, maybe tonight I'll try peanut butter? See, does that work? Uh, and uh, ended up with the old uh, Vicks. And uh, so now people send in comments. Obviously, we can't stand over the scientific or medical validity of any of it. So I just want to put that uh, proviso before I read out this next text. Uh, This person says, you can get a fingernail infection if you accidentally poke through the toilet paper. So double up, people. (laughs) You know, you could also, if that happens to you, and it's unfortunate if it does, of course, you might consider, you know, uh, washing the old hands. But we don't know if there's any uh, validity to that or not. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.